Let the admonishing commence. This podcast is produced by medical professionals who also have type 1 diabetes. First and foremost, we are two type 1s trying to spread the word about life with diabetes. Please don't go off and do anything we discuss without first talking to your own diabetes care provider. Because it works for us doesn't mean it'll work for you. Sometimes it doesn't even work for us. You have been duly admonished. Now sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. Oh, wait, wrong story. How about we just get comfortable and enjoy the ride? So my name is Tim, and this is the That One Type podcast, a podcast for and about type 1 diabetes. And joining me today, as always, is the lovely Tisha. Hey, guys. And the most handsome sound guy in Albuquerque, Trevor. Hey, what's going on? Trevor, the sound guy, doesn't have a microphone. But that's okay. We still love him. So today we're going to talk about traveling. That's why we're not really talking about medical things per se. But traveling as a person with diabetes uh, has its own complications uh, to getting ready before you even uh, take off to doing the actual traveling and then coming back home. So uh, when was the last time that you traveled, Tish? Um, I, the last time I traveled was the July 4th weekend. July 4th weekend. How far yeah. away did you travel? Uh, we went to Denver, Colorado. And how long were you gone? I was gone about four days. Four days? Yeah, at the weekend. Okay, so what is your um, your routine for getting ready to travel? Um, for this trip, because it was just a short trip, I always do a packing list because I'm weird and OCD like that. I also do one for my daughter. But... Um, I do my packing list to make sure I don't forget anything. Okay, so you have a specific oh. diabetes kit list? Things? Yeah, So, but because I was driving versus flying, it was a little bit different. Right, right, because, and yeah, it is different. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I did, I took my, my, my Humalog, I took two pens just so that I could have enough, mm -hmm. and then I also took two pens of my long acting and okay. my pen needles. Right. Um, so I could have enough of those. So are you an overpacker for your diabetes supplies? You take more than you actually need? Yes. Just yeah. because I'd rather be overprepared right. than underprepared. Right, because you never know when something might fail uh, or, yeah, or your insulin sits in the sun. Or, or, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I you've do got that. all that supply stuff. And so you're, you're, you're traditional, you're, you're a pen person, and then your yeah. testing supplies. Do you overpack your testing supplies? or? Um. No, not really. I tend to, I know how much a package of Lancets and a package of test strips will last me. Mm -hmm. So if I, I try to open one before I leave and then that one will last me my whole trip. Right, right. Okay. And then, um, so yeah, because I keep those just on me all the time. Right, okay. And you don't test a lot, if I remember no, correctly. No, I test about three times a day. Right, okay. So, you're, so I'm pretty you can get away with, with a routine standard container of strips and lancets and yeah. all that that'll get you through a four day mm -hmm. trip at least uh, if, you're, if you're going through 50 strips in four days there's a problem oh yeah definitely uh, so um but um yeah so it was just a short trip so it was a short packing list um i made sure i had everything that i needed and extras of what i knew was going to break or lose or right. things like that okay do you uh use any kind of cooler bag or anything like that like the what is the um what is that one that you you make wet and then it keeps everything cold 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I can't think of the name of it. Um, it's, it's a neat technology because you make it wet and... Huh, and I never heard of it. It keeps things cool. Huh. Um, but no, not on... Not really. Okay. So... I tend to keep it in my purse in the car with me. Right. With air conditioner Where it's on. controlled. Yeah, where it's controlled. doesn't okay. get too hot because I don't leave it in the car while I'm on vacation. I take right. it into the hotel room with me. Right, right. So, and so. most hotels now have... Hotels and motels have refrigerators in Actually, them. a lot of the hotels that I've stayed in, you have to ask for one. Really? Yeah. They what upcharge kind of you for are you one. staying in that don't have refrigerators? Marriott's. Really? Marriott upcharges you for the... Yeah, for the fridge. Okay. But I love staying know. there. Those are my go-to hotels. Right. Right. Um, no, Marriott's a nice property. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's interesting. They upcharge you. Yeah, they um, upcharge you for that and for like a microwave and... Huh. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've never encountered that. Every every uh, hotel I've ever stayed in has always had a refrigerator. Um, and when, when you're staying in a place that has a refrigerator, even when you have to up get the upcharge and they bring it to you, um, you have to make sure that it's working correctly, that you don't freeze your insulin. Cause, yeah. You know, they don't always take the best care of those devices and um, they will freeze on you. And then now you're what they say, SOL. Yeah. Um, and you have frozen insulin, which doesn't help anybody. Um, so do you have a uh, specific uh, diabetes kit that you pack so that you know that everything is where it should be? Um, no. I just take a bigger purse. Just take a bigger purse. Okay. You already have a big purse to begin with? Yeah. So you just carry a suitcase? Almost, yeah. yeah. It's like one of those mom suitcases. Yeah, okay. All right. So, so when you um, when you travel by airplane, what's what's different in your packing process? I will, what's different is I will, because I take my pens. So my in the mm-hmm. pen box, it comes with five insulin pens. Right. So I'll take the whole box. And okay. I'll take an unopened box to prove that it is a prescription because it has the prescription label on right. it. And I'll take an unopened box of pen needles tips okay. um, to prove that it is a prescription. Mm-hmm. Um, and any I will take my lancets and my test strips in my prescription boxes. And those right. will be on my carry-on. Okay. So, yeah, you should be carrying everything of yours. Everything diabetes-related should go in your carry-on except for the things that you can do without if they don't arrive but mm-hmm. that's not much maybe excess supplies but you should always have something to get you through a couple of days um, yeah, in no. your carry-on um, um, do you carry food and things on your carry-on to deal with any um, problems sometimes but because i mostly travel with a child i usually have snacks and yeah, okay. gatorades and things gotcha. like that gotcha so it's really it doesn't look like it's for you even though it might be for you yeah um, it looks like it's for her Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we share yeah okay okay that's cool, cool. Uh, i know when i was younger that my doctor my pediatric endocrinologist she would suggest that we take everything in my original prescription box mm-hmm. so there was no question about why i was taking it or because she had heard stories about people being questioned about their diabetes right. supplies right yeah and, and back in the beginning when tsa was just founded and things there, there was a lot of issues with diabetics traveling um because one the tsa agents weren't trained properly yeah um, and so they didn't know what things were and uh it's gotten a lot better um airlines have learned to uh, accept diabetes uh, and what that means and, and they're really pretty flexible with diabetics so um, whenever I travel by plane, and that's usually how I travel, 
um, I always get pre-boarding. So because diabetes is considered uh, a, a disability under the American Disabilities oh, Act, nice. um, you're entitled to pre-boarding. And the rationale for that is um, when you pre-board, you can put your stuff where you know where it is. And you're not sitting in row C, but your bag and your carry-on and all that is in row 25. Yeah. Um, so pre-boarding is, is always nice. Uh, and they don't... Uh, they don't question it. They might ask you what you need it for, and you just need to say you're diabetic. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to justify it. Um, I did get into it with one flight attendant um, who was quickly versed in the ADA guidelines. Uh, nice. And uh, then I got my pre-boarding pass. But uh, it does it does make things easier because then you know exactly where your carry-on bag is, since you can't keep it. Um, well, I like to sit at the bulkhead, and so. Uh, I can't keep it at my feet versus yeah. sitting at a seat behind that where I can put it under the front seat. Um, I don't I don't like sitting like that. I like sitting in the bulkhead, so that's the sacrifice I make. But I like to know where my bag is so I can just stand up and grab it if I need it. Um, and, of course, they also won't let you keep it on your lap. No. Um, so that, I think that's the least of, of anybody's problems if the plane is going down where my bag is. Um, but... They have their rules, and I'm not going to find out who the air marshal is on that flight. Um, <laughs> so I also don't need to go viral on YouTube. Yeah, no. Are air marshals even a thing anymore? I feel like that that duct tape <laughs> video clip kind of proved that, like, there, if, if, if there were ever any, they no longer are. There are, there are air marshals. They are um, uh, understaffed. So uh, they're the the flight attendants. I think their union and um, I think even the f the air marshals union are trying to get it so there's an air marshal on every flight, um, given what's been happening on flights and things. And you know people don't respect that. Once that door shuts, it's it's a sovereign nation, really. Yeah, not uh, lately. So and and you will be arrested and charged and uh, and duct taped if they have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Ingenuity. I want to know why somebody had duct tape available right. in the aircraft. Somebody was planning on that one. Yeah. 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 So unless the flight attendants have it hidden away. If you're a flight attendant and you have duct tape hidden away, we want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> so send us an email, that one type podcast at gmail.com. We want to know all your dirty secrets. Um, so flying with, uh, with diabetes is, uh, is something that we we do have to be conscious of um, now I just became the proud owner of a pump uh, and some people wear their pumps when they fly some people don't uh, and the people that don't what I understand is because the change in air pressure um, creates pressure in the pump and that can can cause the pump to deliver insulin when you're not expecting it and uh, if that's the case then we we work ourselves into a hypoglycemic state and that becomes an emergency uh, in the aircraft. And I again, do we don't want to go viral because you had a hypoglycemic uh, emergency. Has that yeah. ever happened? I don't know that it's ever been recorded, but I'm sure, you know, that, that's, that's that how people find out. cell phones. It, right. Yeah, it feels like something that, you, that, that, that you would have seen like, oh, you know, look at this guy. Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's the I feel like I've never seen that. Right, never seen anybody drunk, haven't been, especially getting on an aircraft. Um, 
Yeah, and that you know that's how you would present, uh, and that that makes it difficult too. You know, we've talked about um, you know police officers and dealing with people that are having hypoglycemic events and um, not recognizing that they're diabetic and that they think they're drunk. Uh, and I, I imagine, and no no disrespect to the flight attendants, but I imagine that there might be some hypoglycemic events that are mistaken as they've had too much to drink. Um, and so, you know, I know flight attendants are trained really well to uh, to recognize emergencies, and um, that certainly is one of them. Uh, so, but yeah, it's people people do fly with pumps, and and um, I think now that they become more prevalent in societies, pumps and um, continuous glucose monitors, uh, things that are implanted on you. Um, that will set off the TSA sensors or at least the TSA uh, agents. Um, yeah, when I flew with my pump, I'd have to, like, disconnect it so it could go through the security band. Right. I was never allowed to wear it through the... Right, through the sensors. Through the sensors. Yeah, um, and I, I did ask my trainer that. I said, I'm going to be traveling in, in a little bit, and what's, you know, how, how do you recommend? And she said, well, a lot of people take their pumps off that day until they get through security and then either hook it back up, you know, do the whole insertion thing so that there's nothing on their body to set off the sensors. Um, or, you know, you, you have the option as a, as a, a flying passenger to ask to have a pat down. You, know, you don't have to go through the sensors. You can ask for a, a TSA agent to pat you down and then you can tell them what's going on. And hopefully you have, somebody who's done well in their training and has learned customer service skills. Yeah. Um, and, and most of the TSA agents that I've encountered uh, in my travels have been really good professionals and um, have been understanding. Um, so, you know, I think if, if you admit to them, you don't try to hide it, you know, or try to get through without going off, because that's generally when it's going to go off when you're trying to sneak through. Uh, it just makes your life a lot easier if you admit that you have it. And, um, you know, uh, like Tish said, she travels with the uh, original prescription packages. Um, getting a letter from your doctor also uh, is helpful. Um, when I was younger and I traveled to Europe, I had, you know, a, a, a letter from my doctor stating that I had diabetes and these were my supplies and this is what I needed it for. Um, and I never had to use it uh, internationally or even domestically. I never, never had to pull it out, but I had it if I needed it. Uh, and now with the prevalence of diabetes uh, and it being advertised on television, you know, hopefully the uh, TSA agents and the people that you're going to encounter are, are familiar with those products and um, won't uh, give you too much questioning about it. You know, they have to do their job, too, because unfortunately, um, as we get these devices uh, out into the world, there will be nefarious people who will try and make those things dangerous. Um, and then you know, we have to deal with that, but hopefully not too soon. I'm not suggesting anybody that wants to do anything to fire issue using diabetes supplies for that. Um, but what are they going to launder money with it? What are you saying? Um, well, we, we carry um, pager sized devices that can be loaded with explosives. And oh. so, yep. I mean, right now, I, and I'm showing Trevor what I carry. So I've got my Freestyle Libre 2 sensor reader, and this is my new. Um, personal diabetes management device for my pump they can be disguised that could take out, that could could out, take out an airplane yeah. yeah yeah so um, not to mention 
the pump itself um, and the Libre reader. I mean, the Libre sensor. That's very cool. So, you know, they're, they're, they're not big, but explosives don't need to be big. Um, and I know I just got put on a watch list. I know. So, yeah. But, you know, it, it, the, unfortunately, that's the reality of, of traveling with diabetes. Not to mention if you, uh, while you're taking insulin, uh, those are liquids. Uh, and so that's why you know, we, we really need to travel with uh, documentation that says what it is. Uh, and we also need to travel with a sense of humor and patience. Um, so because TSA agents, are, they're, they're just people we're trying to do their job, trying to make a paycheck. Uh, and we're just trying to get from destination A to B. And the less grief we give them, probably the less grief they're going to give us. Uh, so, um, but I, when I travel, I have a diabetes kit. Um, so everything that I use for my diabetes is there. Um, I don't have a list. Just I never have. I just. I have. Well, and that's cool when I probably should. Uh, and, and I recommend it to my patients that they make a list so that you don't forget. Um, because there's nothing worse than. Yeah, especially when I had the pump. Right. I would always have to take multiple infusions. Yeah multiple um, insulin syringes. Right. Just everything. I had just a separate bag, so it was no longer my purse. It was like a whole duffel bag with everything. Of crap. Of crap that yeah. I needed to carry with me. Right. No matter what. Just so you could survive on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> I had to and make sure I had the extra batteries for my pump or the charger for my pump. Right. Or, and all that is just a whole bag by itself right exactly um you know and that's not to mention your insulins and you know and the insulin for your pump because yes. you know i don't know what yours holds mine holds 200 units so there's a thousand units in a vial um and depending on how long you're going to be gone and how much insulin you use in your pump mm-hmm. you know you might need to take two or three vials and of course all the extra pump stuff yeah so when we travel we go to a lot of water parks a lot of theme right? parks that makes your infusion set come off a lot sooner right. than when it's supposed to. Right. So I always had to accommodate for, okay, I'm going to be changing this every day and a half to two days. Right. Making sure that I had enough for when it came off. Right. So let me ask you this. As a new pumper, because this is something I don't know, and you're talking about anticipating that it's going to come off and you're going to need to change it, do you put less insulin in your reservoir knowing you're going to have to change it? Although you're, you were a tubed pump. Yeah, I was a so you just changed the insertion site. Yeah. Whereas mine is all in one, and I, if, if it comes off, I've wasted my insulin. Yeah, basically. So, um, okay. Yeah, so mine's was always a tubing. Yeah, yeah. So I went tubeless. Those of you that are listening, um, I have the Omnipod, uh, so it's an all-in-one. Doesn't have a tube, um, but uh, I'm hoping it doesn't come off. Yeah. Um, so I'm wearing it under my arm right now, and you can't see it, but my arm is pressed against my body. Um, yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't like the pump, just because of how active I was, and right. the sweating, and everything messed up the adhesion. So right. I was instead of changing every three to five days, I was changing a lot sooner. Yeah. And that was just a hassle because that needle's big. Yeah, the the inserting needle is is it's a good size needle to get the cannula in. So, um, yeah, and you just, you know, people don't realize the, the amount of excess crap, you know, because you might, 
everybody's everybody that's not diabetic doesn't think about it but things fail too so you Mm -hmm. might take a little extra but those things also might fail yeah you have to be prepared for your insulin to get jammed right you have to be prepared for your tubing to get kinked yeah if you had it or even your infusion sites those get kinked as well right right yeah the cannulas bend mm-hmm. um they, they bend on insertion they bend after after insertion you know you're going along living your life and everything's good and then all of a sudden your blood sugar is 500 um, and you have to figure out why because it's not just not like oh my pump's not plugged in no yeah. there's another reason why there, there's a reason why your blood sugar is that high and then you're going into dka all of a sudden mm-hmm. um so yeah um so traveling is uh, is definitely fun um, so if you are uh, a person with diabetes, make sure if you're, tra- if you're flying that you take advantage of that pre-boarding uh, advantage. Uh, nobody I didn't know you could do it. that. I am going to start do that. doing that. Yes. And the nice thing about pre-boarding is you get a buddy. Oh. <laughs> so if there's only two of you. means my kid could pre-board with me. Your kid nice. pre-boards with you. Um, and if you're not traveling with your kid, and um, even if you're traveling with family, one of your family members can pre-board with you. Um, Did you hear that, Mom? <laughs> That's right, Mom. You can get on and we can go to Vegas now. <laughs> you can't go to Vegas without pre-boarding. No, she doesn't even tell me. She just goes. Oh, she just goes now. Okay. Yeah, now she has a reason to take me. Oh, I see. I see, because she can sit wherever she wants, and that's like the front seat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the bulkhead is a nice seat. Uh, you can put your feet up on the bulkhead, take a nap. So it's nice. Um, so yeah, you take advantage of that. Um, know your rights as a as a person with diabetes as far as you're traveling. Um, that's the big <coughs> one there. Take the pre board. Um, so have you had any experiences while you were traveling? Um, not while I was traveling per se. I mean, I just when we used to go to Florida, I remember changing my infusion sites. I always had my purse, my backpack with me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't forget that anywhere. A couple times we had to run back. Right. Might have put it down and forgot about it. Right. Um, it's just, it's a lot of responsibility. So it's a lot of things to remember um, on a regular, on a daily basis, on a hour by hour basis of what do you need to do to manage, I mean, to maintain. Even as an adult, like when we went to Washington, D.C. a few years back, I remember f- my daughter was packing everything, so I had my stuff, but I didn't double check it. Right. So... It was like, oh, I don't feel good. My blood sugar's high. I couldn't find my insulin. It was left on the counter in the hotel room because I didn't mm-hmm. see what she was packing. Right. And she forgot my insulin, which it wasn't her fault at all. I should have double. Yeah. yeah, it's my insulin. I should have double checked it. Right. But then everybody was upset because we had to go all the way back to the hotel for my insulin when we were already halfway down the National Mall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In D.C. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-huh. You left your pancreas on the counter. I did. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had similar encounters. I remember taking a day trip to Pennsylvania, um, and I had my insulin, but I didn't have my syringes. Oh. And in Pennsylvania, you need a script to get syringes. So in Maryland, you don't. You can just go to the pharmacy and say, I need a bag of syringes. Here, you don't either. I I don't know. I have bought syringes here, so. Oh, you don't need one. But you don't. Okay, well, that's a good that's a good thing to know. But in Pennsylvania, you need a script, and I could not talk the pharmacist into selling me a bag of syringes, even though I was holding the insulin vial in my hand, saying, I don't have the syringes. They're back in Maryland. Sorry, I need a script. Um, so that, that made for a long 
a long afternoon. So I would imagine. Yeah, because I wasn't turning around because I was like two hours away from home. Um, yeah. So and. You know, so, but, have you ever forgotten any insulin when you left the state? <laughs> have I ever forgotten <laughs> insulin? Yes, I did. Um, so I uh, I was doing a job in Detroit, and um, it was my last day there. Thank God. It was actually like in twenty twenty fourteen. Whenever we got the big blizzard on the East Coast, it was it was a nor'easter. Serious. They shut down the airports, and um, actually, the, the flight that I was going to fly out on got canceled. And then I had to take another flight the next day. And um, and it was in like February, so it was cold enough as it was. And I'm thinking, what in the hell am I flying to Detroit for in February on the tail end of a blizzard? <laughs> yeah. Because you're brave. Because uh, I needed the money. Um, that too. Yeah, uh, your bravery had nothing to do with it. I needed the money, um, and so. Um, when I got to Detroit, Detroit actually was not as bad as Baltimore. Um, still a lot of snow, but not as bad as Baltimore. Uh, so I had been there three weeks, two weeks, and um, towards the end of that second week, I started to get sick, uh, which didn't help my diabetes. No. Uh, on top of that, I was living out of a hotel room, so I was eating takeout. Um, oh. And... The um, motel where I was staying had a, um, a dinner, and lunch and dinner came with the room. But the, the meals were so salty, I could smell them in the lobby. <laughs> I mean, th- that's how much salt they put on them. And, and needless to say, um, my, uh, my body was not happy with me after that. But I also didn't have to pay for the meals. So, you know, it was a, it was a catch 22 there. Uh, so, I, but I did order out some things and, um, but so I was getting sick. Uh, I was retaining fluid and I get up and I think it was a Friday and I get up and I have like 101 temperature and I still have to go to work. Uh, and then I was planning on leaving work early so that I could catch my flight. Um, and I'm getting my things together, and I realize that I have used the last of my insulin to cover dinner the night before because it was so carb-laden. I'd used more insulin than I had anticipated, and I had taken extra insulin with me, but went through it um, just, well, because I'm also, at that time, it was highly insulin-resistant, so I was using a lot of insulin, as you know, you're familiar with, Tish, using yeah. a lot of insulin. Um, and so I was just going through it and didn't realize that I had used the last bit of insulin that night before. So I didn't have insulin for breakfast. Um, and, um, I'm not sure that I ate breakfast. I just, I didn't feel like eating breakfast anyways. I was sick. Um, and, uh, it was a long day cause I had to go to work and then to, through the airport and then I had a layover in Chicago. Um, and, uh, Fortunately, at that point, because of um, my health, uh, I used a wheelchair oh, in, no. in the airport, um, which had its benefits because then I didn't have to walk. Um, True. Uh, and then they don't look at you funny when you want to pre-board, too, when you get rolled up in a wheelchair. <laughs> um, so, But it was, it was a godsend to have a porter move me around. Um, but I didn't get home until like midnight that night. Oh. Uh, and so that was over 24 hours without insulin. Um, so it was bad. It was really bad. I, because I was sick. I was hyperglycemic. I was probably in some sort of ketosis at that point. Um, 
uh, I, I was never so glad to get home and open the refrigerator up and pull the insulin out and uh, take mega doses to bring it back down. Yeah. Um, still ended up being sick for the rest of the weekend. Um, oh, I believe it. But yeah, so I caught something in, in Detroit. Thank you, Detroit. I appreciate it. Um, I brought it back to Maryland for you. So, <laughs> so this was pre-pandemic. So. I feel like there's something in there about a free lunch. About a free lunch? <laughs> I had free breakfast and dinner. Right, right, right. Uh, no free lunch. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I was um, I was at one of the offices where I was working there, and they had a fortunate a little like grocery store in the building. I mean, it was an office building, but it had this like it was a little grocery store. Um, and I was next thing I know, my blood sugar is plummeting, and I am literally stumbling down the steps to get there. And the guy that owned the place was on the phone, and I was just going around pulling things off the shelf. <laughs> oh no! Um, and I put him in my arm, and there was he had some tables sitting there, and I sat down and I just started eating. He saw me, and I don't remember what I motioned to him, but <laughs> something to the effect of "I'll pay you, but I need to eat." Give me a minute. Yeah, give me a minute. Um, and so yeah so i i uh, scarfed all that down and then i went and paid him he was he was fine but yeah i was going through pulling stuff there so he had some apples and then i found some junk food and um he had a donut or something there i was just you know whatever i i tend to overeat when i'm low um so especially if there's good stuff to eat yeah always <laughs> um so yeah i mean I, I i have forgotten my insulin um you know nothing worse too than than uh being short on supplies and your your needle bends, ooh, you know, like because there's no bending a needle back, because uh, they're they're so thin when they bend they crimp, um, and you might get some insulin in, but you might not too. It's gonna leak more than you're gonna get in. Yeah, it's gonna leak and and you're gonna cause a wheel and you don't know that the wheel's gonna deliver the insulin and so for those of you that don't know, a wheel is a bleb. So like when they do the TB test, the old skin TB test, and they put the little needle under your skin and make the we- make the bulb grow on your arm. That's a, a wheel, a bleb. a bleb. Yeah. You never had a TB test? No. Mm-hmm. So it's called a bleb. I did have a TB test, and my bleb burst okay. in the doctor's face. Well, okay. Squirted back at her, and she ripped the thing out. <laughs> well, that is so called we a bleb. To, we, we had to re-bleb. Yeah, it's called a bleb, um, or the other term is wheel. Uh-uh. So, uh, but sometimes when you do that and the the, the syringe is kinked or uh-huh. the, the needle is bent, um, it won't go deep enough, uh-huh. and so it goes un- truly under the skin and creates a wheel. And that's fine for delivery. You can no, 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 because you can't guarantee that you got everything Does and that it it's going to get delivered. No, no, no. It's it's subcutaneous. It's into the fat. Yeah. What's so. the, what's the shortest it can fat. be? The shortest the needle can be? Yeah. Oh, I have them. What's well, a short? My goodness, they're short. It's they're tiny. It's like oh, that. Okay. But because okay. so, I mean, they used to be half inch. Okay. Um. So when insulin was first, and even up into the 80s, um, they were half inch, and the an insulin injection was given at a 45 degree angle, so that you got into the subcutaneous tissue and not into the muscle. Right. Um. And then they came out with shorter needles, uh, and now they have what are called shorts. Uh, they they just go into subcutaneous tissue. Yeah, I have shorts for when I run out of my insulin pen needles. Yeah, you don't, you don't use shorts on your pen? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I use shorts throughout because the other ones, they gotcha. go past my right. level of fat yeah. on my well, body. Some of us are not skinny. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll forget my insulin needles or my pen needles and I'll have my auntie bring me some because my grandma's diabetic. Yeah. They're so long. I could only put like half the needle right. in my leg. Yeah. I look at those long ones and go, I, I, yeah, I used to use these, mm-hmm. but now I remember why I didn't like using them. <laughs> because they were big. They were yeah. long. And, and, they're uh, huge. You know, the shorts are really cool. They don't hurt. They're they're short. And Are there like less... <laughs> Are there like less effective ways to administer insulin like during emergencies so you don't have a needle? Like if you put it in your eye, does it still get into the bloodstream but not as effectively? Like I haven't tried that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you might have heard of somebody doing something like that maybe. Man, I wouldn't even want to think about sticking a needle in your eye without right. without numbing it. Yeah, that needle, would just hurt. Like this. Oh, oh, no, no, it no. wouldn't. It the wouldn't. The the body would get rid of it. It would destroy it. Would, it. Yeah. Unless it goes into. The and fat. it would hurt yeah. and burn like a mother. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, you know, say you're, you know, out of luck. In terms of not being able to get home, not being not being able to get it's, a prescription, got to be injected. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. You can get and, an IV one too. Well, you can go IV, and IV will work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still a needle. Yeah. But yeah, it's still it's a needle. Still a needle. Um, no other options. Nope. No. No emergency measures. No. Nope. No. 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 The emergency measure is, is IV. IV. So, and you'd have to be really, really high, and you would want a doctor to do that because um, yeah. it, it is a much, much smaller amount. Uh, because it's going directly into the system, doesn't have to process um, as much. Still has to process a little bit, but yeah, I was on an insulin drip once. Horrible. Yeah, Never probably when again. they diagnosed you, you were and when you were pregnant, you were probably yeah. on insulin drips. So, yeah, which is it's kind of interesting. So when they put somebody like on um, parenteral nutrition, so they're they're giving them drip nutrition included in there is insulin to deal with the carbohydrates that they're giving you. Um, which just kind of makes me laugh. When My favorite part when you're on an insulin drip is when the doctor comes in, they're like, oh, your blood sugars are great. Oh, yeah, I'm on an <laughs> insulin drip. Duh, yeah. I hope they are. <laughs> what did you think? You're putting <laughs> insulin in the thing. Yeah, it's, um, yeah those this are the... This actually works? Um, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. No, 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 the doctor, like, like, like it's, it's, it's weird that he's surprised. Yeah, yeah, no, they're like, oh, your blood sugars have been fabulous all day. <laughs> No shit, Sherlock. Like, well, really? Placebo. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, that means that you paid attention that day in medical school and you calculated the dose correctly. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on hospitalists. Um, sorry. Uh, no. Uh. So, <laughs> one time I forgot my insulin. And that was the only time I've ever forgotten my insulin. My mom was so upset. I don't even yeah. know if she was upset or if she was in disbelief that I forgot it. Yeah. Yeah. So how how did you forget it? Um, I don't know. Other than blaming it on your daughter. <laughs> well, this one I can't even blame on her because we were flying home from Florida when I was a kid. We were leaving Disney World. Oh, yeah. No, you can't blame it on your daughter. No. <laughs> so this one was all me or my mom. I mean, if she wants to take the blame, she can. <laughs> but so mostly my fault. It was my insulin. Um, and we left it in the hotel room fridge. Right. Yeah. And we didn't realize it until we got home. And we had a backup one, but right. my mom's like, we still need those other ones. So she called the hotel right away. The hotel thankfully didn't throw it away. Disney's pretty good about that. Yeah. They, yeah, it was a Disney hotel. So yeah. they kept it 
in case I called for it. And right. they overnight shipped it to us. Yeah, Disney's really good about um, medications with that that um, customers leave or guests. Yeah, guests. That guests leave. I know my mom was so happy because they even sent it with like an ice pack so it stayed cold right. and everything. Right. So we were very, very grateful for Disney. Yeah, well, Disney knows customer service and that's all part of it. And yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's not not to say that you know leaving Disney isn't stressful. I mean, that's you're not the first person to leave insulin or Apparently other things or there. Apparently, other medicines there. They yeah, it. yeah. So when you um, when you leave in the morning to go to work or wherever, do you have a checklist, a mental checklist? A mental know? checklist, yes, yeah. I do. Okay. Um, I'll double check. So I'll take my Lantus, and then. I'll get ready to go and I'll make sure I have enough insulin for the day. Right. And if not, then I try to grab some, but I'm not the best at it. I just have a mental checklist that I work right. through. And, right. Oh, I yeah. look at my purse. Okay. My pen's in there. I could go. Right. Right. Yeah, but yeah, um, my job is really lenient about coming home for me to get my <laughs> insulin. <laughs> it's nice of them. It is very nice of them. I love my office. Yeah. Um, but I try to have a mental checklist. Right. Yeah, I do too. For the most part, right. I know what I need. Right. Yeah, my my I have gone to work without my insulin just because I've used the last of it before mm-hmm. I left. Because I'll usually take my insulin sitting on my bedside. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say, okay, well, I've got to get a pen on the way out, and then I walk right past the refrigerator. Um, yeah, I've done that a few times. So. Um, Hopefully, I won't have that problem now with the pump. Yeah, no. Uh, if you forget your pump at home, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah, we got some issues. Um, but yeah, I, I've gotten to work and I've I've told my coworker it's going to be a long day. <laughs> um, no lunch for Tim. <laughs> I've forgotten my insulin pump in high school. I was in a hurry to leave and I forgot it a few times. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, and it's just you get distracted. Yeah, you uh, do. So, and that's the same thing when, like when you're traveling too, especially when you're traveling, uh, if you're in a new place, you're staying in a motel, hotel or whatever, uh, Airbnb or, or it's a new environment. You don't have a, a routine and a system set up in place physically, you know, as I think as, as diabetics and, and people that are on medications in general, you have a place where your medications are, um, and that's where you do your thing. Uh, and so when you go to a new place, you know, you you have to establish sure. a new place in your living arrangements. and Yeah, a um, whole new routine, kind yeah, of. Yeah, whole new routine. And, um, you know, and if you're, you're going, you like to go to theme parks and things like that. Now you're now you're thinking, okay, well, I got to keep this stuff cool. Because mm-hmm. you certainly can't keep it in your pocketbook at the theme park. Yeah, no. You know, um, so you have to, uh, you know, you think about those things. And, and how am I going to keep it safe, too? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you certainly don't want somebody stealing whatever your container is, thinking it's something valuable, even though when you look at the cost of what's inside, yeah, um, uh, you can't sell it on the black market. Well, no. I guess maybe people are. Um, Stop giving people ideas. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I need to give anybody Tim's that idea. Get us I think it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's there. There's like those signs that. Uh, I've seen posted around it. I've seen it in Baltimore. I've seen them here. You know, sell me your diabetic testing supplies. Oh, yeah. I see that well, stuff all the time. Oh. And it's so they could go and sell them on the black market. They don't even sell them on the black market. They, they put them on eBay. And, and there are companies that buy them. But I'm thinking, well, why would I sell them to you? It cost me a lot of money to buy them. And you're not going to pay me anything near what I paid for them. Um, 
and I, I think that that's for like people that change systems or have loved ones that have passed away or whatever. And you come across a box of testing supplies that haven't expired. Um, or drug habits. No. Huh. I'm not sure what you would use them for. No, uh, just like no I've. Has anybody ever sold their insulin for? Oh, for oh oh, selling insulin for, for something else? Oh, probably. Probably, I'm oh. sure. Probably. Yeah. I do know that. Um, well, some people that I know have offered me money to give them syringes. Uh, how much is a syringe worth? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah. Now yeah. I am. Um, I used to work for a company that I made did not syringes. sell anybody my syringes. By the way, do not know right. without ten bucks. Without Unless ten bucks. Ten bucks. Don't talk to Chip. That's right. So you next thing you know, there will people walking up with you, you with ten dollars in their hands. Yeah. yeah, no. People will be like, "I know you got, I know you got syringes. <laughs> like okay. they're not for you." Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh. trust me. When when I was poor, I thought about it, going, "Hmm, how much can I make for these things?" Um, but then I'm like, "Well, but then I won't have them." Um, That's who that ad is for, which is such a bummer. <laughs> oh. Right, yeah, the, those ads kind of piss me off, but you know, I guess there's people out there selling their supplies. Um, so I don't know. Not me. Not me. Not me. I kind of like my supplies. They keep yeah, me alive. They do keep <laughs> me alive. Keep you alive. Yeah. So we can do these kind of these kind of fun <laughs> things. So, do we have anything else to talk about? Um, of course, don't leave your insulin in the car um, for cold or hot. Frozen insulin is just as bad as boiled insulin. Um, so are frozen and boiled supplies. So your testing supplies and things, the, the strips and stuff function, the meters function in a certain range of temperature and, and uh, you don't want to have bad numbers because your meters and sitting in the car and toasting or freezing. Um, so those are the, the big things. Um, keep your and stuff And if there is anybody having trouble getting supplies, email us. Um, we might have a few resources. Uh, yeah, we, we do to. have some resources. Um, I, uh, you know, I myself went through that as, as a person without insurance and, um, and unemployed. I and, went through that as well, yeah. being a young mom and losing my insurance. Right. Um, there was days where my daughter's dad was working just to buy my insulin. Right. Right. Um, so there are resources out there. Um, and sometimes you have to look and you don't know where to look. So drop us an email that one type podcast that's a number one one type podcast that one type podcast at gmail uh, we'll get back to you tell us what your problem is and um, we'll do some research for you and uh, get back to you and see if we can can help you uh, get the things that you need um, there's there's a lot of community support especially if you're here in albuquerque um, there there's a lot of community support for diabetics that don't have supplies yeah uh, so uh, if you're in Albuquerque, <coughs> let us know that you, if you need something, and we'll be more than happy to help you. Um, I know I've um, I've sent one of those freezer boxes across the country to a friend of mine who couldn't afford her insulin. Oh yeah, um, um, I lost my insulin, and my friend she had a bunch of extra insulin. Yeah, she's like, well, I have extra insulin; you could take it. They changed my insulin, and I was like, oh my god, thank you, you're or my lifesaver. You just saved me like eight hundred dollars. Right. right, and and when I moved here, I I didn't. I wasn't sure how I was going to get my insulin, um, and I had a friend who was on a pump, and they always prescribe more than, than you, what need. you need. Yeah. Uh, and she had excess from other pickups, 
and she was like, how much do you need? So I knew what my my probationary period was going to be before I got insurance, and uh, I figured it out and told her. She was like, here, no problem. Here you go. <laughs> Stay alive. Yeah. Uh, so. so. Yeah. Yeah, and then that, that all got packed into my overnight, into my carry-on bag, and, and me and the, and the carry-on bag went on the airplane, and nobody said a word. Good. So. Um, well, that's our travel episode. Um, maybe sometime we'll just talk about our travel uh, tales. And uh, if you have any questions or would like to uh, talk with us on the podcast, please, again, give us a, an email at that one type podcast at Gmail. We'd love to have you um, and talk to you and hear your story and see how you got your cape. Uh, or if you have a sidekick like we do, um, maybe we can talk to them and uh, find out what's going on uh, in your relationship as well. Uh, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, we'd be more than happy to hear that. And we've got a lot of other things planned. And so uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank thank you, you so much. We appreciate everybody listening. And, and everybody in Hesse, Germany, we, we love you too. Uh, exactly. Uh, so until then, the next time that uh, we join you, be safe and uh, God bless. Adios. Adios.